We must obey God rather than men. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Greetings, my friends, and here we are on another Monday. It is a bright and sunny one here where I am, and I hope that even if the weather is not bright and sunny where you are, that the Spirit of Christ alive in your hearts is cheering your soul. Um, Today we're moving on in our study of Acts chapter 5, beginning today in verses 27 through 32. And uh, we're picking up in the ongoing story of um, the apostles Peter and John and uh, some others, I assume, being arrested and uh, interrogated by the religious leaders of the day. Uh, because of their insistence in speaking and preaching and teaching and doing miracles and signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. And the existing religious infrastructure didn't like it because it was challenging their authority and their leadership. They wanted these guys to settle down and get out of the way. And honestly, the world has not changed that much in the couple thousand years since these events. Uh, The world still... Uh, wants Jesus and his followers to get out of the way uh, and quit messing things up. (laughs) But uh, we can't not speak in the name of the one who has saved us and done so very much for us because we know uh, the great benefit a life with Christ is in our own lives and would be for so many others who are not yet walking with him. All right, my friends, well, let's prepare for our time of study by going to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, uh, slow us down in this moment just to pause and wait on you. Uh, We come, Lord God, with listening ears, uh, ready hearts, and uh, we pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts to see and receive what you have for us, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right, here's Acts 5, 27 through 32. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So the religious leaders are just not giving up. They want these guys out of the way, and so they uh, drag them back out of the temple and into their courtroom uh, where they begin uh, the interrogation. And the high priest gets things started by saying, Look, guys, we told you to stop teaching in the name of Jesus, and yet here you are once again, you're back at it. You're filling up Jerusalem with your teaching. And, and you keep trying to point out that we're the ones responsible for what happened to Jesus. And um, you ma- I imagine that he was trying in his most official, intimidating, religious voice uh, to get these guys uh, rattled and on the run. Uh, but I love Peter's boldness in verse 29. He says, 
we must obey God rather than men. Um, Our first loyalty is to the Lord Jesus. Um, our, our, he's our priority. We take our marching orders from him. Now, we don't go out into the world breaking a bunch of laws that we don't agree with. Part of faithfulness to Christ is obeying the civil authority uh, up to the point that they don't call our faith into conflict with Jesus, uh, where they would call us to go against our consciences and go against our hearts and our uh, core convictions, that's where we sometimes must depart from their instructions. Uh, but uh, we are called to uh, obey the civil authority uh, as long as they're in line with the, the ways and things of God. Um, where they would call us into conflict with that, obviously we would take our stance, and um, it's Christ and his kingdom first. Um, but uh, what these guys are asking Peter and the other apostles to do is to stop ministering in the name of Jesus. And Peter had earlier said in another part of this chapter, we can't not speak in the name of God because of what he's done for us. You're asking, that's like asking the waves on the ocean to stop rolling into the shore. Uh, We can't do that. We're going to obey God ahead of you. You have no authority over us. You have no jurisdiction over us. We have no responsibility to obey your commands. Uh, We're responsible to God first and foremost, and it's he we will obey. Peter goes on in verse 30 to remind them of what they and their... um, predecessors had done. Some of them were probably likely a part of the uh, uh, the turn of events that took place around the death and um, crucifixion of Jesus. And so again, he's reminding them of what their behavior and choices led to, the death of an innocent man. Um, it says, the God of our fathers raised Jesus whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Peter is identifying Jesus for who he is. He is the Messiah. And at his resurrection, he ascended um, after a time with his disciples to the right hand of God. Peter is identifying Jesus for exactly who he is. He doesn't want these guys to miss a thing. He wants to keep this ever present in front of them what they've done and he wants to remind them who Jesus is Um, and that Jesus came for them too Uh, he's not uh, shoving their lack of faith in their faces he's simply pointing out that Jesus came for them and that's the call for us when we witness to others we're simply pointing out what God has done in Christ for the world Um, we're making that available to them and reminding them what Jesus has done uh, for them. Verse 32, he says, and we're witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The Holy Spirit is the um, resource of God's power and presence made available to every believer who receives Jesus as Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, our counselor, our friend. The Holy Spirit will Uh, stir within our hearts conviction of sin when we're not walking in godly ways. The Spirit will lead us and guide us in all discernment about the decisions we make in this life. The Holy Spirit is a tremendous resource, underutilized in my estimation by the modern church, 
And uh, it is always my hope and prayer that I would be walking in step with the Spirit of God. And I hope that's your prayer too. Well, guys, thanks for taking time out of your day to study with us. And I hope that these words continue to be of great encouragement to you. God bless you as you continue to consider these things in your hearts today.